Wizard of Whiskey presents Swig and Ramble, a podcast for the modern age. Come for the whiskey, stay for the shit show. Featuring Justin Curry at Wizard of Whiskey, Mark Pruitt at Resonant Prose, and Julia Men at The Wee Tipple. And now, pour yourself a drink and enjoy the show. I know you will. Welcome, Ramblers. Welcome back. We have been away in the forest. We have been uh, fondling the flora and fauna from the last episode of sustainability. Uh, We've really been making a go of it. So I wanted you guys to know that we're committed to the topics on the show. I do have a strange rash, so I need to have that looked at. Um, I am joined by the queen of the forest. His name is Justin Curry at BevFluence. I am always in awe of his his intellect, his green thumb, and that brilliant haircut that he is sporting right now. I am also joined by Julia Men. She is the overlord. She is the ty- tyrant of the dungeons and the caves and the murkier places of the jungle, the forest, the mountains, whatever you want to call it. Um, I forgot. What was I talking about? Um, uh, you were rambling about some bullshit. Yeah, I was. I was making Introducing the episode. That's I was that's I was good. making up some grandiose shit. Um you can find her at um the wee tipple jangle jingle i whatever <laughs> XYZ something tipple tapple all I'd, of the letters. Yes, just type all just type in the alphabet and you'll find her on Instagram. Pretty much. Um so listen, this is episode 11. Can you believe that we've gotten away with 11 episodes? I'd kind of figure not for uh, sure the FCC would, would shut us down by now. HR would should have shut us down four episodes ago. So this episode is another Rambler's Choice. And it's budget bottles, motherfucker. Nice. That sounds, that sounds kind of cool. Shout out yeah. to Matt Miller. Uh, we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But uh, wanted to kick things off because I think uh, this is a great segue uh, to jump into news. So does somebody have any news to talk about? Because... I'm about out of steam here. Uh, yes, I don't really have a teletype. I don't think any of us are old enough to actually remember those, but hopefully someone listening is. Also, get over to Justin with the traffic. Yes. So here I am up in the uh, Gordon McPhail chopper. Uh, Gordon McPhail just introduced the world's oldest single malt whiskey. Um, it's called Generations 80. Uh, apparently, it is an 80-year-old uh, whiskey bottled from the Glen Levitt Distillery. Um, Presented in partnership with uh, Sir David Adejaye, I'm assuming. I apologize. I'm going to butcher this name. I will apologize right now. Sir David Adejaye, uh, who is an um, officer of the Order of the British Empire. Uh, so he's just like, this, I did some research when I came across this and I was like, oh, holy shit, this guy's really cool. He's an architect. He's done all kinds of crazy shit. He did the African-American Museum here in um, uh, D.C., it's um, really cool. So apparently they um, they found him to do the bottle and the packaging. So I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah, so yeah, if you have an extra 30K and you want to, but, but that'll probably be much more on the secondary market. And, you know, Sotheby's, it'll be an extra. I'm guessing this bottle is going to go in a few years for like 500,000. Just, just a guess. But um, when you yeah. buy it, be sure to send your favorite Swig and Ramble co-hosts some sample bottles because julia and would I'm love sure to i will be getting a sample of course yeah yeah absolutely yeah. so just what, split, does, split what could possibly an 80 year old whiskey taste like i mean 
isn't there a point to where it just there there is it's so it, i don't want to get too deep down this rabbit hole because i feel like this could be another episode about wood but uh some of these barrels um because there we, we talked about this in the last few episodes about sustainability and reusing barrels um i'm assuming even though that's 80 years old that, that barrel is probably on its second use so the barrel is probably a hundred or more years old um so i i'm actually convinced now i kind of want this um just now okay. just now you're wanting it Come on. I think even if I had the money, I don't know if I'd drop 30k on a bottle. I, yeah, that's, I, if that's I had Jeff tough. Bezos money, maybe. Yeah, like I'd need to have a significant amount of money that 30k would just be, you know, dropping and the book. Clearly, <laughs> this isn't like a five o'clock kick your shoes off kind of dram. This is or once is a it? year or well, I depends on, who, depends on who the fuck you are. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and by the way, what's the American equivalent of an OBE? Because I was thinking, how cool would it be if, you know, I don't know, let's take it up with the listeners. Let's let's get Mark nominated to the American equivalent of a of a knight or an OBE. Congressional Medal of Honor, maybe. I mean Congressional Medal of Honor to the service of all of the people who drink alcohol here in the United States. Write your congressman, write your uh whatever the fuck else it is that we have in the government, please. Senator. Yes. Thank you, Senator. Senator Palpatine. I feel like that's a Star Trek reference, so I'm not sure that that's, yeah. Okay, Pet Sounds. That was a Star Wars reference. Hold on, Wars. I was just going to say Wars, not Trek, Wars. Whatever. It's either Trek or Wars. It just gets worse with it. It's worse with every episode with you. Okay, boys, I'm going to separate you two. Go to your corners, cool off. And uh, I'm going to take a brief moment to talk about Uncle Nearest because they are hitting headlines again. You probably know Uncle Nearest Premium Whiskey as the fastest growing American whiskey brand in U.S. history and the most awarded bourbon of 2019 and 2020 worldwide. Super cool stuff. They just announced the formation of the Uncle Nearest Venture Fund. This is a $50 million fund that was created specifically to invest in rapidly growing minority founded and owned spirits brands. Uh, They also have chosen their first two investments. Each of these companies is going to receive an initial funding of $2 million respectively. There's London-based Equano, and uh, which is the world's first Afro-Caribbean rum founded by Ian Burrell and Aisha Dodrill, and Jack from Brooklyn, Inc., the first known Black-owned distillery in America post-Prohibition and the maker of the bartender beloved Sorrel Liqueur. So very cool stuff. Great things that Fawn Weaver is leading her company to do and supporting minority-owned businesses. Well done. Massive respect, Uncle Neros. Definitely. That's very cool. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's that's truly amazing. Um, bravo to them. So if you run out and buy Uncle Nero's, this is definitely a brand you want to support. People. Absolutely. You know what? I'm going to raise a glass. Join me, lads. Cheers. Slanja. Chin chin. Chin chin. <laughs> uh, what are you guys drinking tonight? Mark? I managed to score a bottle of Rowan's Creek. Um a rambler john in australia thank you turned me on to this and i happen to see a bottle so i'm pouring myself a glass here and this stuff is delicious um definitely the normal 
flavor tones vanilla just say vanilla right you can get away with it but it's just something that i overwhelm with. it doesn't drink like a hundred proof bourbon it is very smooth it's very easy to drink and i love the hell out of this stuff so props to you rowan's creek um to whichever one of you's living on the freeway because i can hear the road noise you can go next Oh, okay. That, that'd be me. Sorry. I mean, it's not, it's not the freeway. I can almost see the freeway from my house, but dude, this street. Ugh. So yeah, sorry for all the- Trying to do a show. Can you just, can you get some soundproofing or something? Hey, I closed the windows. If I hadn't have closed the windows. Anyway. Yeah. That was a lot of effort. To close it, it was. I have to open them. I have to close them. I have to open them again after we're done recording. Guys, the lots. Anyway, that's why I drink. I am having a Bordeaux Blanc, which is a white blend from the Bordeaux region of France, which is typically known for their red blends. Uh, but this is Pierre Anguillère Bordeaux Blanc, which is 85% Savion Blanc and 15% Semillon. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about uh, Bordeaux Blancs in a couple of minutes as part of budget bottles, but it's just light, crisp, refreshing on the nose, a little bit green, a little bit ripe citrusy, hint of stone fruit, some underlying passion fruit. Mm. Light body, medium, medium plus acidity. Really just nice, pleasant mouthfeel, great for summer, great for hot days super easy it's it's what i like to call quaffable <laughs> but in the best possible way it drinks great on its own but it would pair really really well with a huge variety of foods yeah bordeaux blanc kids it's where it's at justin but over to you i just want to point out i want to interrupt justin because fuck you i'm going sure. to that <laughs> justin and i poured oh, poured our shut up it sounds um we poured our drinks in these dainty little Glen Cairns. You know, we have our little generous pour. Julia, I list, so theater of the mind. You got to think about this, right? We're warming up. We're talking about the show. We're going to kick the show off. Julia says, I'm going to pour myself a drink. And it basically sounds like her pouring a two liter of Mountain Dew into a cooler. And I'm thinking, what the hell kind of pour is she doing? She has the most enormous wine glass I have ever seen in my entire life. And so we're going to keep an eye on her because by the end of the show, she may be inebriated. Anyways. 12.5%. And, you know, it's a Thursday night. Mama needs her juice. <laughs> Perfectly fair. Justin, I apologize for interrupting. You. <laughs> I don't, uh, no worries, I don't no. apologize for um, calling you pet sounds, though. Yeah, I, that's like the third time. And, you know, I'm going to wear that moniker, my friend, because Pet Sounds, I would put Pet Sounds up against whatever Black Sabbath bullshit kind of crazy scratching on the chalkboard nails type of sound that you go after. Anyway, what's in my glass is I haven't a fucking clue. I am doing one of our blind tastings. And just to prove that we really do do these blind, uh, I have a bottled number. You guys can see it. Uh, and yeah, that's it. It's a little two ounce sample. Um, nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna taste it. I'll give you a little bit of an, a preview here. But for those of you listening, you really should log on to our Insta page, our Instagram, our Facebooks, the Twitters, all of the socials, 
So you can see us do these these blind tastings. We really do do them blind. There was actually one posted the other day that you did, and I was I was very impressed by the tasting that uh, you posted. I, I the do other have day. to say I do love the fact that in that uh, video, I for some reason looked like Fiddler on the Roof. So yeah, yeah. which go. is definitely my look. So I didn't know your beard was so mobile. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, or brown because I have black hair, which is really interesting. Um, so, so um, clearly, uh, obviously, it's an American whiskey. Um, I know that much. How do you know that? Um, because most of the samples that I'm doing are for a whiskey book that I'm writing, and the book is about American whiskey. So I don't. I tend to not put any sample Peter. that's not. I'm sorry. Cheater. Cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. How is that a cheater? You guys are insane. All right. Well, we, this we know. It's, it's what's, fairly... the, what's the name of the book going to be? Do you have a name for it yet? Is it like Corduroy Birkenstocks and Whiskey? or Birkenstock? Do I look like I've fucking ever worn a Birkenstock in my life? All right. I'm not done with the. I'm done with it. It's bourbon. I'm sure it's probably over 45 proof or 45% ABV. And this was it's a great really episode. Nice. Thank you, everyone. Follow us on we the were... <laughs> social media to find out what it is who's got a sours or mash i do because oh you guys you guys can't even really see because of the lighting in here but julia put your shirt back on jesus christ burns. okay i was just trying to show my sunburn because okay for those of you who don't know me and for some reason i haven't seen me like on the socials or anything i am a pasty ghost okay yes. if ghosts could be pasty that's me uh you know thanks to my irish english german heritage and i've also had 30 years of learning that the sun really loves to eat my skin alive so you'd think i'd be more careful and normally i am but i don't know what it was it wasn't supposed to be that hot and then i went to a winery and i was with a friend and ah, uh, we sat in the sun and i got fucking burned y'all and it is painful and it's gonna peel and I felt like a dumbass and I look like a dumbass. I hate sunburns. That's what sours my mash this week. Mark, what you got? A little self-serving there, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> what can you do? Um, I don't want to bring everybody down, but I, I'll, I'll keep it short. Uh, the sours my mash this week is is drugs. Fucks drugs. Um, I know this show is about hedonism and you know, we talk about alcohol and things like that, but I'm talking about hard drugs. Uh, I just found out, uh, speaking of nails on a chalkboard, um, Justin, we got to get you interested in this band. The, the former lead singer of a band called Power Trip out of Dallas, Texas. His name is Riley Gale. Um, rest in peace. Uh, a very cool gentleman. I, I happened to catch them live and what an amazing act they were. Uh, unfortunately, he passed away uh, a few months ago. Uh, well, it's probably six six, seven months ago. And uh, the news was just released that uh, he died of the toxic effects of fentanyl. So um, the sours, my mashes, fuck drugs. Don't do drugs, people. It sucks. Takes away good things. I, uh, I second that. I third it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, definitely brought us down. And now I'm going to seem, you know, sort of like a dilettante with mine because mine's just basically a bitch about the cost of ridiculous bottles of wine, whiskey, and other spirits. Well, if there's right. anybody who can do it, it's you. It is. Yeah, bring us back I'm up, please. I'm angry dilettante is what I'm going for. Um, <laughs> yeah, the insane cost of wine, whiskey, and other spirits, like, 
that people expect us to pay. And I've, I've, I've been in the industry. I've worked in the industry. There's a lot of secrets that I know that I won't necessarily divulge here, but um, I'll, I'll give a, a hint. Screaming Eagle, and you can look this up should you choose to. Screaming Eagle is about $29 worth of wine. 29 bucks worth of, that includes the bottle, the label, the cork, the labor of putting the wine, crushing the grapes, the grapes. In total, it's probably $29 worth of wine, maybe 30 these days. Um, and it sells for, does anybody have a guess? How many thousands, Justin? Tell us. Four grand. Oof. Oh, not a case, not a truckload. They can't, they're not going to back up for that $4,000. They're not going to back up a gasoline tanker full of this wine and pump it into my cellar. Um, it's piss water. It's a cold water cab that's basically just piss water. And I, are you fucking kidding it's me? A, so, it's a California wine and they're selling it for three grand. It's, like, it's, it's a cold cab. Don't get me wrong. And I, I'm sorry, but if you're out there and you're sitting on the list, to, I don't want this to be a Screaming Eagle episode. That'll be a much later episode when we have a sample from them, by the way, you're welcome to send it. I'll send you the address. Hashtag Screaming Eagle sucks. Um, but this episode is not about cult bottles. This episode, that episode will definitely come later. This is about budget bottles. What are people really searching for? What do people really want to find? Nobody, I shouldn't say nobody, but most of us probably aren't grabbing $100, $100 bottles, $150 bottles of whiskey and just saying, yeah, Thursday night. Can I have myself a little dram and, you know, killing that bottle? Uh, so uh, Mac Miller, uh, I guess an old friend uh, of, I don't know, whatever his name is, Mark. I almost called him Matt. Um, yes, call me Matt. Hey, Matt. shout out to Matt Miller. Matt Miller and I have known each other for 30-something years. Uh, elementary school, uh, middle school, high school together. Uh, you come together as adults and... Uh, still kind of the same shenanigans uh matt miller used to make fun of me for listening to metal music and not having long hair so check us out now right but and, thanks and for listening I, matt appreciate it matt i'm sorry i have a great therapist i can hook you up yeah he's gonna need it after being friends with this guy yep. um so yeah uh so anyway our ramblers choice episode today is is budget-friendly bottles uh thanks matt for bringing this up um I thought maybe we take a minute and define budget who has yeah, thoughts on defining budget? Excellent idea because everyone's budget is different. We all come from different walks of life and different upbringings. I know my parents' budget is far different than mine. And like you'd think they would be into higher end stuff. Nope. They think $10 bottles is expensive where I think $10 bottles is, you know, very basic everyday sort of stuff. Even for me, $20 is pretty inexpensive. Uh, oh, Okay. Mark. Thanks, Mark. Fuck, did I not put Thank myself on mute? chiming no, in. You did not. Um, yeah, so I would just like to, what, what do you guys think budget means? And Ramblers, I encourage you folks to write into us on Instagram or the Twitters or the Facebook page. Let us know what your idea of budget is because everyone has a different one. So it's always a little confusing to Julia. What, when people come and ask me at the shop, uh, I, I don't want to spend too much or, you know, keep it inexpensive or my budget. 
or low budget. I'm like, well, what does that mean? Because your version of budget is different than mine. Yeah, I had someone the other day, they were looking for a Pinot, uh, mid to high range. I grabbed something at the $30 range. It was a $29 range. And they're like, eh. I'm like, well, that's definitely, would be specific people, I think is the whole point. But I think for this, for the purposes of this, correct me if I'm wrong, Mark, you probably will anyway. Um, I think a good $10 to $15 range when we're talking about wine and spirits is, is a good budget-friendly bottle. It's not going to break the bank buying, you know, a couple of bottles. I, I think I think that's a, a nice range. I'm going to go along with 10 to 15 bucks for bottles of wine. And, and I'll, and I'll tell you that shopping at Costco as much as I do has probably ruined my brain from the perspective, because you can throw a rock at Costco and you can hit a $10 bottle of wine, a $12 bottle of wine, and you probably really can't tell the difference. There's, there is so much wine on the market somewhere between five and $20. Does it even matter anymore? It's fucking grapes grown in California in French soil. It's, you know, just odd variations of things. And even the, the shit that's getting imported is, it, it's just difficult to tell. I mean, you were just talking there, a $30 bottle of wine to me is like Christmas dinner. Oh, I just spent 30 bucks on this bottle of wine, right? You know, th this must be excellent stuff when, quite frankly, I think stuff that sits in the $30 range is probably overpriced and getting a lot of hype. And you could probably buy three $10 bottles of wine that are just fine. Um, when it comes to spirits, I'm probably a little bit different because I think $40 is my limit. If I'm spending more than $40 on a bottle of whiskey, I'm starting to get hives and I'm questioning my motives. Um, <laughs> you know, the sweet spot for me is 25 to 30 bucks for a bottle of bourbon. And, and I'm, and I'm happy, you know, the, there's some good stuff down there. Now, when you start to crawl into the basement, the old tubs, the ancient age, you know, you can get a liter, you can get a handle of ancient age for 25 bucks at total wine. I mean, I don't know if you want to scare people off, I guess that's okay. I'm not complaining, but there's a shitload of really good bourbon for around 30 bucks that yeah. is going to knock your socks off. So all this bullshit about spending <laughs> 79, 80, $120 on bourbon. Nah, scotch. I'm beginning to draw a different line with scotch. I'll, I'll spend some cash. I, I, I'm, I'm getting a, I'm getting a, 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 a some pennies together and I'm going to be saving up for a bottle of Glenallachy 15. And that's probably going to cost me somewhere in the neighborhood of 80 to 90 bucks. But the thing is, is I've had it. I know what it is and I know that it's incredible stuff. So uh, basically I'm full of shit and I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth. I was wondering, I, I'm surprised you let him talk that long. Um, uh, yeah. Well, that we've had this conversation that I feel really bad interrupting people. Yeah. You really can't on this show. So I'm going to and say, holy shit, Mark. Um, I, I think there, so back to budget. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that there are plenty of great whiskeys. There are plenty of great spirits out there. You can call them good. You can call them great, but even for under 20 bucks, Evan Williams, that's a stellar product. It's generally 10 bucks, 11, maybe 12, depending on where you are on the shelf for a 750, four roses, straight bourbon, 20 bucks at the most, 19, 17, 
15 some places if it's on sale hell go to um bottle barn or something like that in, in kentucky you'll find it stacked fuck or, is bottle barn <laughs> it might not be bottle barn it might be something else i forget the name of the the chain and in, in, in louisville but um yeah you can get plenty of great good bourbon for under 20 bucks even under 15 yeah a lot of a lot of the ones I'm thinking of fall more about the 25-ish dollar mark. Uh, not just me, but a lot of bartender friends enjoy things like Rittenhouse, Wheel Horse, Redemption, Penelope, uh, Slain. You can find for usually 25-ish dollars as well. So for me, under 30 is that that budget zone. And a lot of them sit real pretty at 25-ish data. I mean, you know, even, even scotch, you know, you mentioned scotch um, earlier, uh, Matt, and, uh, you know, where there's, there's still plenty of good stuff, not necessarily single malt scotch, but again, mm, most yeah. people don't realize single malt scotch is not the highest selling scotch whiskey that's out there. It's blended. Yep. So if we're it's talking- less than 10% on the market yeah, is single malt scotch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so if we're talking scotch, Johnny Walker- had some really good stuff. Red, black, all under 30. Jane Walker. I just snagged a bottle of that. Happy to you know, crack it I never it tasted open. that. I'd, I'd like to try that. How is it different? Um, I haven't cracked it open yet, but mm-hmm. I will I will send you both samples. And by that, I mean, I will contact the distillery and have them send us all samples. Um, hey. Well, I mean, if we're shouting shit out, I, I'm partial to Famous Grouse. Right? Yeah, famous Grouse? That's, yeah, that's a that's solid right bottle of blend, yeah. but you know, if I'm feeling kind of crazy, I'll stop by uh, stop by my favorite place and get a get a little 375 root beer schnapps, or if I can find Goldschlager and put it in a paper bag. <gasps> What's wrong with that? That's 20 bucks. Everything, literally, everything is wrong with that. What's uh, wrong with that? Come on, you're going to tell me that you're above schnapps? Yeah. Uh, Schnop, snob. Another wow, schnapps, snob. That's nice. I like that. Just, just condense it, schnob. You schnob. schnob. First of all, hashtag schnob. That's going to be a thing. Look <laughs> out for hashtag schnob 2022. It's going to be better than Coachella. Um, so Mount Gay Rum is one of those uh, fantastic little producers. That's, um, I shouldn't say little producers, but they make some really good shit. They have some higher end stuff. You can also get Eclipse for like 20 bucks, 17, 18 bucks. You know, there's, there's plenty of stuff out there. Um, Ooh, we don't have yeah. to mention all, all the big brands, but... I mean, there's, there's plenty of stuff out there that isn't going to break the bank. Um, so when yeah. talking- I want to shout out Buddy's Vodka. We just got that into the shop a while ago, and it is $15.99 for a freaking handle. And so half the price of Tito's. So also apparently the, the, found, the dog of the founder of Tito's was named Buddy. And then Buddy's Vodka comes along at half the price. And it is just as good, if not better, than Tito's. So you're getting a fuck ton of vodka for $15.99. And it's great stuff for, you know, vodka. So cool. just saying. I know it's available on the East Coast. I don't know if they're national yet, but that's another, yeah, great we'll bang have, for your buck right there. We'll have to take a look because we're, um, Mark and I are both uh, both West Coasters, as they say. Um, Hiram Walker and uh, what's the other one? Uh, De Kuiper. Yeah, the the Rupier Schnapps. If you 
if you want to back the schnapps truck up to me, I'll, I'll, I'll gladly take the cases. Uh, I'll gladly talk about your products from here to eternity. I've had the Smirnoff root beer nips and they taste like a root beer float, but alcoholic. And it's a little bit delightful. You know what? I'm derailing shit left and right here, but you know what I used to like, you remember the club mixed drinks? They would get it. They would, it was a glass bottle and they, they came and the cap came off and it doubled as a cup. Well, they used to have a mudslide. We used to buy those four or five, six at a time. And th- those were incredible. Club, if you're still on the market, give me a call. Be happy to sample some of your products. Jesus, we're whores. Is this what we've become? Episode 11 and we're just shills. He's not, uh, he's not kidding. Um, yep. Just, yeah, just pouring I mean, a little ASMR. Hey, Julia. Yeah. Filling up your bucket again, filling I, up the pail yeah, with some Bordeaux Blanc, which I feel like if we're good with spirits, let's let's move into some budget wine categories. Yeah, I think Matt might have only specified spirits, but maybe it was budget bottles. Mm-hmm. Leaving it open, we're Fuck taking. Matt. We're done. We're done with Matt now. We, we, give, we give him a shout out. And we're taking authority. Thanks, Matt. Love you. Yeah. Yeah. So Bordeaux Blanc, amazing bang for your buck. Honestly, it's going to be like 10-ish dollar, maybe getting up to $13, $14, but a really nice Savion Blanc, Semillon blend. Sometimes you might have some Muscadel in there as well. Really refreshing, light, easy sippers. Really great life choices there. Uh, other places in France that give inexpensive but quality wines Cote de Rhone. Oh, freaking love me some Cote de Rhone because I love red blends. Those are going to be Grenache, Syrah, driven red blends, which are going to be really nice. Uh, Provence Rosés, you can get those for $10, $12, $15. Again, one of them. There's <sighs> an entire section of earth dedicated to Provençal Rosé. Yeah. It's out of control how many there are. And there are under 20 bucks if you're spending more than 20 bucks on a if you're buying whispering angel you've you've done something wrong in your life yeah please stop buying whispering angel there's so much better shit on the market just stop buying whispering angel branch out try something new try something different and thank us later you're welcome 100 by all means continue to drink kim crawford that was that was a joke yeah, speaking of New Zealand, New Zealand does fantastic inexpensive wines. Obviously, most of what you're going to see in the States is going to be Savion Blanc, but they're delightful. Take a look at Frenzy. It's 12 or $13. Really fantastic. Nautilus is great. A lot of really great producers. Please, again, try something else besides Oyster Bay and Kim Crawford. There's a lot of really great stuff. And if you come across a New Zealand Pinot, snap that shit up. Mm. Great quality, usually inexpensive. Uh, oh my God, it's just, it's excellent. I was walking through the grocery store and I was picking up some stuff for the weekend. I picked up a pair of cheap sunglasses. I picked up a pair of Kim Crawford. I was walking through the store. I felt empowered. I just got to tell you, I can't say enough. Fuck off, Mark. <laughs> And everyone, ramblers that are listening, you take a drink to that because this is our new game. 
wait, we started a new game. Cool. Um, so wow. talking... welcome to three episodes ago, but okay. New Zealand. Do, do you even work here? I've interrupted me. Um, Ular Sevblanc, uh, is going to be one of my, my go-tos in New Zealand. I think it's, I'm going to say probably under, might even be under 15 most places, but it's under 20 for sure. It's great, crisp, clean, um, definitely explore. And I will say this, when we're talking budget friendly wines, the new world is where it's at. Mm. Armenier. Oh, cabs, pinots out of Chile, out of Argentina. Hell, Uruguayan Tanat. Come on yes. now, we're talking under 20 and you can still have a super rare, you know, wine. That's where I would put my money is Tanat instead of, you know, some Colt cab. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to take your samples. But um, when you when you get my this email, uh, uh, so but yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to draw the line at Argentinian Malbec for whatever reason. Yes. I can't wrap my head around the Argentinian vintage of it 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 has too much of a earthy gravelly taste to me now you, you talk mean, about you mean mineral driven wines that are supposed yeah. to taste of the earth and not of the factory it's too much, called terroir too much yeah. mineral to me too much mineral terroir. that's uh, now Austra australia malbec all day long no problem don't get that with those argentinian ones it it feels like i just stuck a bunch of rocks in my mouth well, maybe you should go stick some rocks in your mouth and realize how delightful and enjoyable it can be. So fuck off, Mark. What the hell? It's, dude, Argentinian Malbec, great quality, very affordable prices. I didn't say it was poor quality. I just said that I can't go along with it. Mm. Jeez. We might have to fire him, Justin. He might Folks, have to This is the side effect of her filling up that garbage pail of white wine or whatever she just down she just freaking finished it you can't see it but she just emptied the damn thing <laughs> good lord <laughs> justin ah. sitting here with a scowl on his face this episode has just gone so wrong yeah maybe we ought to wrap it up does anyone have anything else to say about budget bottles or should i bring this pony home go go buy a bunch of ten dollar wine and Go to town, man. There's good shit out there. Except for that Argentinian crap. If you want a more complete list, we will be working on some budget-friendly wines, beers, and spirits uh, later in the year. We'll have that as part of probably an end-of-the-year wrap-up. But definitely go out and check out things. You know, if you're not spending 15 or 20 bucks or more a bottle, you know, cool. You can grab a couple and just try them. Yeah. There's the worst thing that's going to happen, and a lot of people don't know this, most stores... If you really hate something, they'll refund your money. Most stores will, if they're good. Yeah. You know, if you buy something for 10 bucks, you're out 10 bucks. You hate it, whatever. If you really hate it that much, you can shoot us an email and, and we'll contact the store for you and you can return it because we're not paying for that shit. Yeah, absolutely. Please. Just, I love it when people come into the shop and ask for something new. They want to branch out. And there are so very many options on the market that will fall within your budget. Absolutely. I would love to give you suggestions besides Josh, besides Oyster Bay, besides Whispering Angel. If you love to drink that, just try something new. Just try something else. Maybe, oh, just, just please give something else a chance. You won't regret it. Do you know no. what aisle Kim Crawford is on? Just go away, Mark. Just go away. 
Thank you missed a freaking golden opportunity. You had two of them. You could have had a third one. Oh my God. Anyway, guys, ramblers, gals, thanks. Thanks for joining us on this crazy rambling journey where Mark derailed us again and again and again. Uh, but you know, it's called Swig and Ramble for a reason. We have fun. We hope you do as well. If you haven't already joined our Facebook community, highly recommend you do so because we have a lot of fucking fun in there too. Woohoo! And just more good stuff to come throughout the rest of the year. Obviously, I'm Julia Men. You can find me at The Week Tipple, Justin at Bevluins, and Mark Pruitt at hashtag fuckoffmark. Cheers. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Follow us at Swig and Ramble on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for more fermented fuckery. Cheers.